Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. A very good afternoon. Welcome into this edition of Dog Speed. These weeks are going as fast as some of the greyhounds are going over the 295 metres down at Addington. Mark Rosanowski, Dan Roberts with you today. Dan, uh, welcome aboard. i got the scree of notes, scree of notes of highlights from the week. There's quite a few of them at Addington. There's actually quite a few that say Dan Roberts, Dan Roberts, Dan Roberts. You had a good week, my friend. Yeah, I've had a stellar start to the season, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm knocking on the door of last year's uh, total wins already, so... Uh, the team's going well, can't complain at all. Look, the big meeting of the week was at uh, Manawatu on Friday, and there were three feature races there, including the $30,000 Manawatu Cup. So uh, later in the show, we're going to be chatting to uh, Alec Cole from the Lisa Cole Kennels. They trained seven winners on Premier Day, including the Manawatu Cup uh, winner. Of course, they were dominant in terms of numbers uh, there. Federal Infrared and Mustang Charlie providing them with the Quinella, also taking out the feature sprint. Also want to ask Ella about a couple of uh, other dogs that won on the undercard and whether they might be headed uh, for uh, Addington Raceway uh, next month for the Cup Carnival. Uh, and also the distance feature was won by Thrilling Road, trained by uh, Karen Walsh, and we'll be chatting to Karen not too long from now. But Dan, it gives us an opportunity, top of the show, we're going to chat to uh, Peter Ferguson too, by the way. He's got a hot favourite in today at Monaco, and depending on how the dog goes today, Majestic Legend might determine on whether he heads for a New Zealand Cup tilt two down at Addington Raceway, but more on that from Peter about half past the hour. Dan, it gives us a chance at the top of the show to run through some highlights of the week. Now, there's a lot of racing. There's four meetings down at Christchurch generally every single week, a couple obviously in my area, a couple up north. There's a lot to keep hold of. People like to have a day off here and there. I know people in the greyhound industry don't really get time off, but there's probably some dogs winning at the moment running ridiculous times that, that people aren't able to catch up with um, because, you know, they've got a life. So maybe it's a chance now to um, just go back on, on some of them. Last Sunday, uh, Jared Udy and Nessie Cottom got three winners uh, up there at Monaco, uh, including Lagoon Torpy first up for the kennel. On Monday, uh, Dan, see, I'm one of these lucky guys, works in racing, gets two days off. It's just weird. But um, on the Monday, I had a day off. But I thought, look, I'll take 17 seconds out of my life to watch Postman Pat. Well, I only needed 16.86 seconds. <laughs> so, Postman Pat, who has made a very big impact immediately with a 1707 maiden record at Addington, did get beaten by a dog of yours, we'll talk about that later, uh, at Ascot Park, uh, but then came out and ran 1686, breaking the Great Balties Class 1 record at Addington by one hundredth of a second, by hooked on scotch out of birdie tea and one of the swathe of youngsters 
the Jack Hearts team's got going at the moment. Um, what was sort of the, 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 the feeling like on track when people realised you know, what the clock was for a dog having, what, its third start? Well, we just, I think our heads dropped in the, in this, in the fact that they've produced another one. Um, obviously, taking over from the, the late, great Ray, Ray Edcock and, they're doing a great job, and they uh, job, job, sorry, and they just keep producing good, good dog after good dog. Yeah, well, postman Pat, um, look, from the moment he stepped out on the track with the seven thousand dollar bet on him, and that seventeen oh seven sort of set him up to be a dog that's going to be talked about a lot. But sixteen eighty six, that's taking it to pretty rarefied ear uh, down in the grades for a dog that's pretty inexperienced. Yeah, and and especially when you look at the run home, like ten ninety five, going under eleven dogs, just don't really do that and especially at that stage of the career where they're you know green and inexperienced and probably not at their peak so uh, to run home 1095 it's just it's absolutely freakish really yeah so maiden in class one record there at Addington and when you start erasing dogs the caliber of Bolte from uh, the list that's something pretty special uh, we've talked for quite a few weeks Dan in fact you you pointed it out to me that um, that Crafty Cleave has got a, a stack of really nice qualifiers going back a few weeks, and they're sort of coming to the fore now at that Monday meeting. Um, uh, Crafty uh, Cleave and, and Galen Turnbull, five winners, and um, perhaps the most interesting of them, uh, no poise, three from four now, ran 30-28 and ran 30-22 as a maiden. Yeah, so her 30-28 on Monday was pretty impressive. She's run home in a 12-10, so she's only young, but it, it's sort of suggesting that there might be a somewhat of a staying future for her uh, a bit further down the track as well. And that's what we need, uh, some some strong dogs, because um, Karaki, um middle distance race is getting as scarce as distance races at the moment, which is uh, a little bit frightening, to be frank. Um, by Fabregas, out of no potential, is no poise. Uh, righto, let's go to Tuesday, Dan. Now, I wasn't really expecting that Postman's Pat's uh, class one record would be under threat 24 hours after he said it, but you turned out a dog called Tigalong Panda, um, who would you believe ran 1690 and missed that record by four one hundredths of a second. Were you expecting that? No, I was about to say that makes two of us because I wasn't quite expecting that. And uh, for for those of you that tuned in last Sunday, uh, Andy asked me to put a time on what I think he'd run, and I came out and said 17:24. So. Evidently, I was quite a long way off. <laughs> um, You're a terrible judge, mate. Terrible judge. Terrible, terrible judge. I mean, his, his debut at Invercargill was, uh, I was pretty happy with that. Obviously, got beat by Big Daddy, and we know how good Big Daddy is. We might talk about him shortly. Um, he came over here with pretty big reps. He's just, he's not that brave, but I mean, he got the jump, got the jump right on, on Tuesday, and, and he's run home in 11 dead, which is not far off what Postman Pat ran home in, so... Uh, mm. Yeah, he, he certainly surprised me, but uh, it was a pleasant surprise, that, that's for sure. Okay, now obviously these times we're talking about for these dogs down in the grades, they are class five times, they are times that could win galaxies. The heats of the galaxy are the 28th of November. Is there any chance that, that you or Jack could get some of these dogs up high enough in the grades to be a, to be a chance? I did talk with uh, some of the team from the Hart Kennels around Postman Pat and they were sort of umming and ahhing whether they were going to try and rush him up for it, but he's still only a C1 graded greyhound and I noticed that he's nominated for the Ariti Beach Run at Invercargill, which is a penalty-free race, so even if he goes out and wins that, he's still only going to be C1, so I think it's uh, probably a bit late for him. Uh, in terms of me with Tigalong Panda, I'm, I'm going to be trying my hardest to, to get him up to... 
C3 at least, hopefully C4, uh, to have a crack at, at, at the Galaxy. Mm, well, okay. So um, what does that mean? Have you got races for him this week? Yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate. Invercargill being on a Tuesday uh, this week has obviously helped a lot with the nominations and that, but I've been very fortunate mm. to get a C2 sprint on the Monday, which uh, I'd like to think if he could reproduce that sort of time, um, it would only be sort of bad luck that would beat him. Uh, but if he if he wins that, I've got to try and uh, cross my fingers that they get a C3 race on the Friday, which uh, hopefully I would draw good in and be hard to beat again. Mm, okay. Well, look, hey, it makes the lead-up to these uh, Galaxy and Cup eats really interesting. Now, on the Tuesday as well, you won with Dispute or Not. Four in a row after two seconds. Not as quick as Tigalong Panda or Postman Pat, nothing like it. But nonetheless, doing a good job. And the only dog at this stage to have beaten Postman Pat, uh, which he did down at... Um, at Invercargill. Yeah, and I could be holding on to that uh, for for a long time to come. Um, he's he's a good dog. Mm. Uh, he hasn't he hasn't sort of wowed me in terms of his times yet. He's just he's just more so doing everything right, jumping to the lead, putting himself in the race, and and, and being good enough to win. So he steps up to C two uh, on Tuesday where he draws box six, which box six probably not ideal for him because he's he's he actually likes to get down to the rail a wee bit. But um, I mean, if he can jump out like he has been and put himself in the race, he'll be a chance. But in terms of how far he'll go, I don't really know. I would like to see him come out and run run some time at some stage. Yeah. Uh, I know there were a few others you want to mention from Tuesday's racing. I mean, we're talking about Tuesday, generally low grade, but um, some just great performances. Uh, three of them from the uh, from the Fahey kennel. So what do you want to chat about there? Yeah, well, they had Sefton Heights uh, in the C1, 520, and sort of ran a, he ran a 30-18. Um, I remember walking back after the race and... Uh, their, their, their kennel hand, Katie Wiley, looked up at the board and she sort of looked in somewhat of a bit of shock um, to see that he'd posted a time like that. But I've gone back and looked at his stats and, he, and uh, incidentally he won again on Friday, but he's he's had 10 starts now for five wins and four seconds and one third, so he's yet to miss money and he's only finished further back than second on one occasion. Yeah, he's from the uh, My Redeemer Electric Silk Litter. Now, what about Gatan's come back to the races and posted a couple of wins during the week, 29.98, 29.90? Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's come, come back at the right time, and, and she's, she's in good form leading into the Cup Series. So she's up in C4 now, I think. So she's, I'm, I'm assuming that they'll be taking her for a tilt at the New Zealand Cup, and hopefully she uh, keeps her head switched on. As we know, she can sort of switch off uh, from time to time, but she's certainly a bitch with a lot of ability and it would be good to see her throughout the Cup Series. Mm, she's the ultimate hit or miss. She's won nine from 17, no minor placings. Now, on the Tuesday, beating a length and a quarter, a greyhound you took over recently, Grandview Ace, and she's looking pretty good. Yeah, she really impressed me uh, with that run on Tuesday. Um, she probably run home, I don't know exactly, but I, I, I'm going to, with my expert analysis, I'll say that she ran home sub twelve, uh, which was which is it's that's that's a huge run really. Um, probably took it out of her a wee bit on her Friday run, but I thought Jatan might have been getting a bit tired when she was making up so much ground, and and Jatan ran home in a twelve eleven. So I mean, she's just gone out there and probably gone maybe her best race to date in her career. She's certainly got a bright future, only restricted age still. So there's a lot of things to look forward to with her as well. Mm, yeah, indeed. Um... And by Dinah Dave, so you'd be pretty keen to get a few wins on the board there. <laughs> yeah, I think I seen uh, Dave running around the kennel block, high fiving her later on that day, and uh, uh-huh. hopefully, she, hopefully she might be able to do what he couldn't and, and snag a group race somewhere along the line, possibly. 
Yeah, Big Daddy made it five from five, 17.30. Didn't get off the lids that well. Had to work for the lead. We know he can run faster. 17.09 early in his career. Oh, Dan, we could go on for ages about the week, so we'd better speed up. Um, but Thursday, uh, you won with Empty Garden. A little made of dispute or not, 17 and 16. And uh, I imagine a, uh, a Galaxy contender. Yeah, he's just a dog that's sort of gone from strength to strength in recent racing, dropping him back to the sprints. He, he jumped out of the ground a wee bit and... Uh, yeah, seventeen, sixteen. I I thought when he jumped that that good, I was hoping that he might go under seventeen, ten. But but that's all right. I mean, they don't put the winning time on the check. I can't complain. But he's definitely aimed <laughs> for the galaxy, nonetheless. Mm, now, I think you wanted to mention uh, Zipping Chassis, Class Three winner out of your your dad's kennel. Yeah, so he's seven from nine in New Zealand now. Um, he's made his way through the through the grades pretty soundly. He clocked a thirty fourteen. Um, pretty impressive run. He, he can sort of do it in front or or come from behind as well. So. Now that he's high enough up in the grades, he's going to be tilted at the New Zealand Cup as well. And I think he's probably a good chance. I mean, he's got pretty good early speed, so he can put himself in the race. Mm. Uh, Amiri Andy, you put on the list as well? Yeah, Jason Dunn's taken over this dog. He's had five starts with it now, won three of them. Uh, was pretty impressive on Thursday, clocking a 17.08, beating Levi Bale. So Jason's obviously a very, very good trainer, and uh, he's got this dog ticking over very nicely, I would imagine. He'll be going to the Galaxy Heats in just, uh, just under two weeks' time now, and uh, I think he's probably a genuine contender as well. Yeah, and uh, Apawa Dragon continued on here, Mary Way, with a 30-16 and 16 win. She's 13 from 18 now, got through to Class 5. Uh, Regal Birdie assisted a postman, Pat's now 5 from 6, and starting to post some pretty decent times as well there, Dan. Yeah, for sure, and it's not often we see uh, dogs that have only had six starts already making their way into C4 company, but... Um, she's making light work of the opposition. She went out, went out and won comfortably on Thursday, five eighty nine. Run home eleven eighteen. Clocking a seventeen oh seven. So, all of a sudden, she's sort of come from nowhere. Uh, she's gone from maiden to C four and just a handful of starts. And now she looks like she could even be a galaxy contender. Yes, and um, then we've got uh, Apawa Barnes who continues to win at Class Five level as well. Dan, have we covered everything off you wanted to there? Yeah, I think we got to the bottom of it. We've gone a wee bit over time, but that's all right. <laughs> oh, mate, it, but seriously, some of these dogs at the moment, um, and a good number of them that we've just spoken about too, uh, I know a couple, including Tigalong Panda aren't, but a good number of them are New Zealand bred, which is pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely good for the for the New Zealand breeding ranks, and uh, we, we maybe hopefully soon enough, we might be a few people maybe taking dogs over to Aussie if we keep keep producing them like we are. Possibly. Mm, indeed, here's hoping. Righto, you're listening to Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand very shortly. We're going to catch up with Karen Walsh, the trainer of Thrilling Rogue, who won, won the uh, 720 metre distance feature on Friday. It's a pleasure to welcome in uh, Karen Walsh to the show. Uh, Karen, very good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you were victorious with Thrilling Rogue in the 720 metre distance feature, so congratulations. You've obviously had a chance to get him home and, and, and look at him now. So how did he come through that win? Uh, thanks, Mark. Yeah, no, he seems to have come through 100% at this stage. Look, it's a pretty impressive feat. Um, he'd had a break, then he had a, a 660-metre race on the 23rd of September, and then you beat a, a very, very good 720-metre distance field with quite a lot of depth. I know there was some drama in the race, but he jumped to the front and made his own luck. So um, were you expecting him to go as, as well as that on, on what on paper looked like a limited preparation? Uh, yeah, it was a very limited preparation. To be fair to him, um, he pulled a dew claw out and missed quite a lot of work. So 
I was a little bit nervous when he was rolling along in front there. You know, he's just wondering how long he could keep doing it for. Um, but he certainly didn't let us down. Oh, look, he certainly didn't. And I guess... Um Looking back, he, he hasn't actually won a race since he won a heat of the, the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, but he helped to make that epic final where he pushed uh, No Keeper to the limit to get up and win that. And I guess it's easy to forget just how good this dog is, or, or maybe that's just me, Karen, I forgot how good he was. Um, and do you think uh, that from here now that he can kick on and, and fulfil the potential that he's got? Yeah, I absolutely do believe he can. Uh, I do think he's a very good dog. Um, I think the problem is there's not consistent 700 metre racing and I think that's his goal uh, where he has those 600 metre starts that gen- generally all very close to the bend and they all jam up and there's, you know, skirmish. He needs to be able to sort of have that longer run to the first turn so he can scamper along a bit and get a bit of a break, you know. Um, but yeah, if he could get some more 700 metre racing, I think he'd be far more consistent. Well, there's the New Zealand Stars Cup coming up as, as part of the New Zealand Cup Carnival, Karen. Are, are you prepared to travel him that far? Um, we've had a minor discussion before um, Friday's race, and we just thought we'd wait and see how he went. So I've got to sit down now with Gary and um, just decide whether or not we want to go down there. And, you know, it's a long way. He is a particularly good traveller, but it's still a long way for me. I'm not that good of a traveller. Um, so yeah, we'll have that discussion no doubt this week. Indeed, um, could you could you get someone like uh, like Jamie Pruden or or uh, Sophie Whitaker to, to do some travelling for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Look, they're they're a million dollars. They're such a fantastic help to me. Um, I'm sure they'd both jump at the chance to get in the car with them. Uh, but I must say that staying is the one thing I do love. So you know, whenever there's a 700 metre race, it's the time I try and turn up to the track. And Karen, um, just on that, you don't seem to be training quite as many dogs these days, and Jomi and Sophie are getting a, a small team together, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, are you just concentrating on the, on the, the stayers, the stronger dogs at the moment, or, or, or where are you at in your um, your lengthy and, and um, distinguished career as a, as a greyhound trainer? Yeah, I think um, I yeah, did get to the point where I did want to cut down now and just sort of enjoy life a little bit. You know, they are, they are a huge tie, but I... I do love them, and I'd you know I'd never give them up. I don't think. Um, but yeah, staying races is where my passion is, and I'm lucky enough that Gary and Linda feel the same way. So you know they're quite happy for me to take a smaller team and just try and concentrate on maybe breeding a few stayers and you know have a crack at having you know a little a good team of stayers to chase those bigger races, especially the collar. Yeah, that'd be terrific, Karen, because obviously we are lacking in, in numbers and, and depth in the staying ranks. Even just getting um, middle distance races at the moment seems to be um, to be quite a quite a trap. So, are you um, are you looking closely at, at bloodlines at the moment to, to give yourself the, the the best chance to get some strength? Yeah, absolutely. We um, had a really big um, clean out of the kennels, mainly just to drop the numbers down fairly rapidly. And we retired a lot of our brood bitches, um, not due to the quality of them, but uh, just to try and sort of concentrate on the stayers. And now the couple of brood bitches we've got left now are sort of proven stayers, but also have really good bloodlines for that. So that's what we're sort of trying to make our goal now, is to see how good of a stayer we can breed. 
have you got uh, any uh, litters that are close or some that are being born or some that you're planning to mate very shortly? Um, how, how long are we sort of looking in terms of uh, looking ahead to to uh, some more stars on your property? Um, we're quite early on at this stage. Um, Thrilling Nina has a litter on the ground at about six months, but um, we're waiting very impatiently for the other girls to come in season, so... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a process, but we'll, you know, possibly look at buying a couple of staying pups just to fill that void a little bit, just to get a bit of a head start on it as well. And just tell us a wee bit about what it's sort of like training a stayer as opposed to a middle distance dog or a sprinter. Is it is it harder? What do they, what do they require um, compared to those other sort of dogs? Yeah, I do believe it's far more challenging. You do have to do the work. You, you know, you can't you can't sort of um, take any shortcuts or just turn up to the races on race day and cross your fingers like you can, you know, with your sprinters. So I think that's why I love it the most, just the challenge in it, the extra work and effort you have to put in um, really pays off, and, yeah, that's what I like. Well, Dan's had a good week with his sprinters, Karen, so it'd be uh, nice to see him actually uh, do a bit of work and see if he can get himself a star. He might have one in Grandview Ace in time, let's hope. Um, Karen, just uh, back to uh, we mentioned earlier, Jamie Pruden and, and Sophie Whitaker, and, and now they've, they've produced two dogs to win six from six so far to start out their uh, their training uh, partnership. And the other dog that you brought down with Rogue on Friday was Thrilling Brody, and, and you ran second to, to Thrilling Helly. And I don't know, was there any any banter in the in the van on the way home? Oh, look, it was an extremely long drive home, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, luckily Jamie sheltered me dinner, so that made up for it. Uh, no, they've, wow, they've you... got four dogs. <laughs> they've got four dogs between them, and I do think that you haven't seen the best ones yet. So I've got, you know, they should have a big year, really. Well, Very right. exciting for them. Uh, I don't... Yeah, it, it is. So we've seen Thrilling Halley 4 from 4, we've seen Thrilling Rush 2 from 2. Um, are you able to tell us the others that we should be looking out for? Well, yeah, they're not all named yet, so... You know, they're okay. coming through quite quite quickly now, so it shouldn't be too far away before they're looking at getting them named and qualified and on the track. So they won't be far away. Keep an eye out. Great. Well, Karen, um, we, we've sort of called you the uh, the strike rate uh, queen, but um, uh, obviously uh, it was a great uh, battle between you and, and Sammy Phillips, just qualified with the 50 starters and managed to nudge you out marginally in the last season. But... Uh, Gee, the way Jamie and, and Sophie are going, the, the the bar could be quite high. Oh, yeah, I think they're going to give us whipping somehow, the way they're going. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, all jokes aside, they're doing a fantastic job. They've got some really nice stock to start with. And, you know, um, they are obviously very lucky that Gary's given them such a great start, but they're doing the hard work and it's paying off. Excellent. Um, Karen, did want to ask you about Thrilling Fern because she was nominated for a 660 at Manawatu not so long ago, and um, and she was uh, withdrawn from that assignment. She hasn't started since August the 11th, and she's a real talent beyond 600 metres. So where's she at? Um, she is back in work again now. She had, in her last start at Cambridge, she pulled a muscle, um, so she was off for quite a while, and I thought I had her just about ready to go again, um, and she just gave it a bit of a strain again, so that just gave us a little setback. But, um, yeah, she's, she's just about ready to trial now, so she shouldn't be too far away. 
Excellent. Uh, Karen, really appreciate your time this morning and your insight. And um, look, uh, we'd love to see you down in Christchurch with, with Thrilling Rogue and maybe something else as well. But look, we shall see. All the best to you and to Gary Harding as you as you plot the course ahead. Thank you very much for that, Mark. Appreciate it. It's uh, Karen Walsh, trainer of Thrilling Rogue, won the 720-metre distance feature on Friday at the Manawatu Raceway. Um Dan Roberts, just before we leave that particular race, um, you did the travelling for your dad's team, and Raja Bale ran second. Um, and your other entrant there, uh, Willine Bale, had a, a fair say in the outcome of the race as well. <laughs> yeah, sort of from Willine's perspective, probably went a bit more to plan uh, this time, getting in the opposition's face instead of evidently taking Raja Bale out of the race. But uh, no, we were happy mm. with Raja's run. Um, Obviously, Karen's dog's no slouch, so running second to it's definitely a decent effort. And uh, as you say, Willene sort of made it hard work for the ones in behind her. Yeah, and remarkably, uh, no keeper ended up third of uh, Gary Cleve's siblings with uh, no pride third, no account fourth, no keeper fifth. But the sort of jostling that he, he got into and, and Mr Fahrenheit was heavily involved there as, as well being checked by Willene Bale. There was kind of no chance for the champion star to get back into that race, Dan. He was just so far back. Yeah, no, I mean, if you go back and rewatch his run, it's probably it's probably still a really good run from him. I don't know if uh, if Keeper and Mr Fahrenheit were sort of bad-mouthing Willene in the kennel block, but she certainly took an exception to those particular two and uh, made sure they had no chance in the race at all. Mm, okay, so um, no keeper invited to nominate for the top gun. I was chatting to uh, to Gary about that on Friday uh, before the race, but he was saying, you know, well, we've got the Stars Cup on our doorstep and the and the Galway Cup, so um, there's some some decent fish to fry uh, at home. But uh, nice to be asked to nominate nonetheless, and the recognition of what that dog has done uh, over the past twelve months and some. You're listening to Dog Speed on SENZ with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Go to grnz.co.nz, check out all of the form. Now, the form for today is Monaco. There's a 10-race car. There's a $1.30 favourite in the open class 527-metre race. That dog is called Majestic Legend. Recent import for the Peter Ferguson uh, kennel. And we're going to have a chat to Peter right after this. Welcome back into Dog Speed on SENZ. Our next guest, multi-talented, he's driven over 2,000 winners in the harness racing game and he's trained group winners in the greyhound game. Peter Ferguson, good afternoon to you. Yeah, afternoon guys, how are you? Yeah, good thanks. Now, you've got a very interesting runner going around at uh, Manukau today, Majestic Legend, he's uh, paying a dollar thirty. What are you sort of expecting from him today, mate? Uh, well... I'll be disappointed if he doesn't flog them, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, so, but, hey, as you know, in racing, disappointments can happen. Uh, Peter, he's uh, a welcome addition to uh, the Northern Racing and the Open Class ranks, which are, are pretty thin, and, and we've got uh, a field of five there today, including another of your dog, uh, Chase Me Down, who's uh, assessed at uh, Class 4 at the moment. So uh, it's good to have him here. How did you uh, find this dog? Oh, very lucky, um, Rosso. I've got, um, you know, through starting with Greg Hoare and um, some of the dogs I've had in the past um, from Australia, uh, I've got great relationships with some of the owners that I've had, you know, from Australia. And long story short, um, when I had Keysile here, the peop- one of the guys that owns him, 
um, is involved or knows the guy that owns um, Majestic Legend. And Majestic Legend, unfortunately, was a bit naughty one night um, when racing in Aussie, and um, and they didn't want to. Um, they thought he was a high quality, and they didn't want to risk him um, being stood down racing and um, for any length of time. So they um, they talked and, and rang me. So it's it's a great compliment when you get you know good trainers in Australia and, and good owners with good dogs ringing you to um, take your dog. So um, must be doing something right. Uh, indeed, Peter. No, you've um, you've uh, earned that right, I think, with what you've done with the, the greyhounds in the past. And you haven't been scared to travel and to take others on with your, your better dogs like you know, Robson and Drink Shoeys. And, and obviously Pedro Lee was a derby winner. He sticks pretty much close to home. But Majestic Legend, are you keen to travel him? Could we see him uh, in the New Zealand Cup heats? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, Rosso. I mean, I started off a month ago with four dogs being aimed for the New Zealand Cup. Um, and as any athlete or sports person will know, it's, um, you know, things go wrong. So I'm, I'm down to one and he's it. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm still pretty keen. Um, you know, obviously last week gave me a lot of encouragement and I'd like to think that he can improve on that. And so obviously today, um, you know, we'll, we'll cement that, um, decision, but, um, Unfortunately, the way it's programmed, and uh, um, they're, not, they're not making it easy for you know to make it a national event and people to travel. So um, yes, yeah, there's a lot of things got to happen for for me to be able to go. Unfortunately, and um, unfortunately, the decision won't be made till midday next Friday. I guess Peter, with what Dan outlined there, obviously who um, got uh, commitments uh, in the uh, in the harness game as well, and is that sort of getting in the, in the way uh, a little bit as well in terms of where you might have your dogs at various times? Oh, it does certainly at various times, but um, probably the main thing is they can't decide whether they're going to run heats or, or not yet, and they won't decide till next Friday. So um, yep. yeah, that means I've got to book two ferries, make up you know thirty odd dinners with the potential that I might be going next Saturday or I might be going the Saturday after. So, um, you know, it, it, does, it doesn't make it easy. Book flights to maybe come and drive back in the north and things like that. So, hey, yep. you know, they can't they can't, um, they can't design the rules around a person like me, but there's probably only three. I could probably count the kennels on three fingers that could pick up at the drop of a hat and have staff and be able to travel, you know, quickly. So it does, as I say, it doesn't encourage national participation, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Peter, you've got uh, Chase Me Down on that race uh, again. He's probably one of these dogs who suffers a bit at the moment where you, know, you might win a, a Class 3 race and then you spend the next three races racing Class 4 and 5. So, um, look, do you think he can uh, he can outstrip his 40-to-1 prospects and, and maybe run in the money behind Majestic Legend today? Definitely. Yeah, I've, I've changed his training dramatically and he's improved out of sight, that dog. He just hasn't had a lot of luck if you watched the race last week. He was extremely unlucky about four times. Um, but I think the small field helps him. And um, if he can run in the money today, he'll be on the in the in the Ute with um, Majestic Legion as a travelling, more as a travelling companion. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, the bookies are very brave, aren't they? They've got a thirty-five shot, two fifty shots, and an $8 shot, and chase me down to 31. So, and 31's and three. So, you're having a bet. I know which one I'll be back in, and it ain't the foot ones I mentioned at the start. <laughs> Okay, good. Good information, Peter. Thank you. Um, Obviously, you've had uh, an injury or two, and and, and Pedro Lee's been off the scene. Now, what's uh, what's up with the uh, the King of Cambridge? Is he far away? 
Uh, no, he's, he just um, had a little uh, pin muscle injury, Rosso, and as, as you know, it's a, it's a, hey, it can be serious, but it's one of those frustrating injuries. Um, so he's really, really well, and he's back running now, and um, he would have been, you know, potentially I probably could have got him to the New Zealand Cup, but, um, you know, 520 is not really his forte, so I needed everything to go right for him to be going. But, you yeah, know, he's, he's not far away from coming back, and he's, he's happy and running, and, um, yeah, no, we're just, um, he's earned the right to be looked after, um, and not flogged around, so um, you know he'll um, he'll be back at Cambridge in due course. Terrific, Peter. Hey, look, I really appreciate you taking some time out there up at uh, Monaco today with these two dogs. All the best with them and their races today. And look, obviously, I know it's uh, it's not easy um, with uh, with you may or may not be getting to the to the New Zealand Cup, but uh, we certainly hope that you do with a Majestic Legend because you've certainly uh, added some uh, impact into uh, feature races over the last few years. Yeah, no, thanks, Ros. I mean, hey, I, you know, I've been planning this two months out, so I'd really like to go. And, you know, I'm in the, I am in the got into Greyhounds to compete at the top level. And, um, you know, I just, you know, as you know, as any sport or racing, it's um, everything's still got to go your way. And, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be aiming to hope that carries on. Terrific. Thanks for your time, Peter. That's uh, Peter Ferguson. Uh, it's race two today, so the uh, the open grade middle distance is, uh, is early. Majestic Legend Dog $5.30. Chase me down to the outsider of the field, but Peter suggesting uh, that he'll run a better race than what his odds would suggest. And he was stiff there last week at uh, Monaco when he finished seventh. He's been fourth since uh, at Cambridge on Thursday. Um, Dan, just before we um, head away to a break, before we uh, bring in uh, Alec Cole, I was just having a look uh, at uh, some of Peter's runners, he's got uh, four, and I think one's on the ballot on Thursday at Cambridge, and he's got Eisenbart in the Class 3. Now, we are talking about Thrilling Halley there before. Well, Thrilling Halley uh, is in uh, this race, running out nominations as a Class 2. Uh, this is race number 7 on Thursday at Cambridge. Now, also in there is Thrilling Brody, so the Cornella from the other day. Uh, throw in there Thrilling Herbie, who's going super from the uh, Emma Potts uh, litter and uh, Emma Potts uh, kennel, I should say, and um, got ourselves a decent sort of a race on the undercard there at Cambridge. Yeah, it certainly sounds like a stacked stacked field and uh, probably take a, a lot of form out of that race uh, looking at the winners and, and the placing. So definitely an exciting race going, going on at Cambridge on, on Thursday. Yeah, and um, look, with the, some of these um, thrilling dogs being sold out of Karen Walsh's kennel, uh, some other trainers getting a, a decent um, decent crack with with some some young dogs with the the thrilling moniker. Yeah, for sure, and it's great it's great to see. Obviously, uh, I mean, it makes the racing a lot more interesting, I guess, rather than Karen racing herself with all these sort of good dogs. Everyone else has got a a chance to sort of feature. And uh, how good would it be to see uh, Jamie Pruden and Sophie Whitaker go seven from seven? Can we get a market mm. on the strike rate trainer this far out? <laughs> That's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> uh, a lot of water to go under the bridge, though, between uh, now and them getting uh, 50 starters. And, of course, the uh, the end of the season, this, man, some trainers with some really high strike rates at the moment, too, including some of the larger kennels. If you look at the uh, Fahey kennel, for example, obviously Jack Hart as well. Uh, strike rate's right up there for people who are running quite a few dogs. Righto, this is Dog Speed on Greyhound Racing. Uh, 
with Greyhound Racing New Zealand on SENZ very shortly. We'll catch up with Ella Cole and reflect on the Manawatu Cup and the sprint feature from Friday on their home track. And well into the home straight as well as we invite our final guest, which is uh, Ella Cole this morning. And congratulations to Ella and to the whole Cole Kennel again on Premier Stakes Day. Seven winners, including the Manawatu Cup, Quinella and the uh, distance feature as well. Ella, as we come to you, I keep getting these two wrong. The first two times they met, I decided that Federal Infrared would beat Mustang Charlie, but he did the job. This time around, I went for Charlie, so you know what happened. Federal Infrared came out and won the Manawatu Cup. How were you feeling going into the race? Did you see much of a difference between the two? Um, well, Charlie's my favourite dog, so there's always going to be that. Um, I'm going to be a little bit biased towards him, but when Federal Infrared, she jumped, you just know it's just going to be so hard to beat her. She's just so quick early, and Charlie was never going to be able to grab her after that good jump. No, indeed. Just on Charlie, though, I was really impressed that he got up for second. I, I was um, thinking he probably wouldn't get past You Know Me Now. So what did you make of your favourite dog getting up to make the Quinella? Yeah, I thought it was really good um, finish from him. Like, I wasn't really expecting him to run that dog down either, but... He just kept kicking and kicking, and yeah, I was really happy with him. How did they come through the run? Because I'm assuming that that these two will be um, heading on a ferry down to, to Christchurch for the New Zealand Cup Series? Uh, yep, they will be. They've both come through the run good and should be racing next Friday at Palmy and then off to the heat. Excellent, good to hear. Look, out of that Manawatu Cup, um, Manila Raw pulled up on the journey early and we were really worried about him, but I understand you can probably update us on his injury. Yep, um, he's just torn his hip support muscle and like he can come back from that. Charlie's done it and he's still come back as good as he has. So, um, yeah, about six to eight weeks off and he'll be back. Okay, that's good news. Uh, another dog pulled up with a muscle injury to uh, Aston Lamont, who looks a very, very fast dog to me, and uh, I was looking forward to him uh, running some pretty decent times over that 3.75. So what's the update on him? Uh, yeah, he's just um, torn his monkey muscle, and he's already done the other side. That's why he was out for a little bit after his last um, win over 4.50. And now he's torn the other side, which is quite common, but... Um, yeah, he'll be back in probably four or five weeks. Okay, good to hear on that front too, Ella. Let's talk about the uh, the feature sprint final. Big Time Lovely came out on top of, of Big Time Katie, Big Time Rua, Typhoon Tim. I don't even know where to start, but we should start with the winner, uh, Big Time Lovely. She did win nine in a row, and now she's 10 from 21, and she's been running some good races at the top level. Were you expecting that from her on Friday? Oh, like I knew she would be up there. She's Right from the start, I've always thought she was going to be a really, like, top, top bitch. Like, she's just got that exceptional early speed, and she showed that. Like, we're going to take her down to the Galaxy, I think, at this stage. Like, she's just got that really good box speed, so hopefully she'll use it down there. Yeah, indeed. That'll be pretty exciting. Um, Katie, we've seen a fair bit of her. She's not far off four years old, and she's um, won 20 races. What about big-time Rua? She's really starting to make a statement at the top level. Um, if, if only she could leave the boxes as fast as Lovely. Yeah, I was pretty surprised with um, Katie and Rua's running behind, but, I mean, they put themselves in the race, and that's just what you have to do. 
Rua's got some exceptional acceleration. Of course, her mother, Big Time Opal, was very fast. So um, would you take a dog like Rua South, or are you going to keep her um, closer to home? Um, I think we'll keep her um, just running around Palmy. Maybe next year, if she's like a little bit more consistent out of the boxes, then we'd um, think on taking her down there. Yeah, well, she's got it all ahead of her, hasn't she? Uh, just turning uh, two this month. What about Typhoon Tim, Ella? Um, he's just been in marvellous form, um, quite brilliant of late, and running personal best pretty much wherever you take him. Uh, he finished fourth the other day. He got off the lids not too badly. He did take a, a bump after that. But what did you make of his run, and how has he come through it? Yep, he's come through it spot on. Like He's, he's all good. He'll be racing next week. Um, I think he did jump well, but Katie just, she surprised me. She just crossed him and then he just had no room from there. And uh, he ran third in the Galaxy last year, so I'd imagine he'd be amongst the, the, the first on the boat. Yep, certainly. <laughs> good, good. Now, I do want to talk to you about uh, one of your winners on, on the undercard, making a bit of an impact, uh, hometown hero, unbeaten in New Zealand and, and running class five times. I'm actually wondering whether you gave some consideration to putting him into the uh, the Manawatu Cup. Um, I'm not sure what the plan was there, but I think if we um, put him in the Manawatu Cup, then we wouldn't have had anything for the C5 race. So we just want to try and spread our dogs out the best we can so they're just not all racing against each other. But I was really impressed with him. Yeah, look, it was a nine-grain stake, so it was worth it. And, and of course, beating uh, Power Superstar, who was the uh, recent Manawatu Cup uh, holder, just on hometown hero. So he went up to Monaco, and he, he seemed to handle the two-turn around there. Will we see him in Christchurch? Yep, definitely, yeah. I've always, um, just by looking at him, he just is magnificent, and he's just, He's just always trialled good and raced good, so yeah, we have to take him and give him a go. We won't uh, hold you to this answer, but how do you think you'll go over the 520 metres at Addington? We, we, we see it as quite a tough middle distance. Do you think you'll be good over the concluding stages there? Um, I know he's won over 600 in Australia, and I feel like he ran out Auckland not too bad. Um I think some will be okay, but some of them will just that end part will just struggle a little bit. But hopefully they can just get that run underneath them and then go into the heat. Hopefully run top two. Well, it's going to be um, a magnificent time uh, for you travelling down with greyhounds of that calibre. Congratulations on the success of the Kenlon Friday and all the best for the next uh, month or so, which is uh, amongst the busiest of the year. Thank you. Hopefully we can. Um, win one of the big races or go go well down there with our team. Indeed, I'm sure you will. Thanks, Ella. Ella Cole there, our final guest today, uh, Dan Roberts. Uh, obviously, some interesting information there on Greyhounds going south. Just on Opawa Superstar, Dave Fahey reporting that the dog came through uh, exceptionally well. What did you make of his run there for second behind Hometown Hero? Yeah, it was sort of hard to know what to expect from him, really. Obviously, we haven't seen him for a long time, and... Uh, I mean, they went twenty five fifty, so it's not like they've they've walked around. Uh, he didn't get beat by too much, and he, he looked like he'd take a lot of benefit out of the run. So uh, I spoke to Dave as well, and he wasn't sure whether he was going to uh, race him this coming week or just uh, trial him and getting 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 him a hundred percent for the cup heats the week after.
Yeah, okay. Yeah, 25.50.90 he ran in defeat. We're in the last minute of the show here, Dan, but a couple of winners that impressed you for Gary and Sandra Fredrickson on Friday, Corlijah and Ritzer Alert. Yeah, certainly good to see uh, Corlijah back from his wee niggle and, and running a, a good time as well. And Ritzer Alert, it was only his second run in the country, I think, and he's clocked a 21.25. Mm. So, but imagine Gary might be bringing a team down to Christchurch as well. Yes, I texted him this morning. He said, at this stage, that is certainly the plan. Gee, we've talked about some good dogs today. Thanks to our guests, Peter Ferguson, Karen Walsh, and Alec Cole for their insight into the program. Dan, not sure if you can have as good a week as the one you've just had, but have as as good a week as you can, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I'll certainly be trying. Uh, The dogs have got good form, so they've just got to show up on race day. And we'll be back to review it all again next week here on Dog Speed. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.